0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikenna Okeke and be blessed. If you see a country that men are reigning over us, you will be downcast. But the Bible says the Lord does what? Reigns. Hallelujah. The Lord reigns. Jehovah reigns. I was going to get so downcast... Then I remember that all the people that are annoying me, that I'm getting angry at, are men, there's breath in their nostrils. And they woke up today because God permitted them. So why should I focus on those who are like the flowers of the field? Who are blossoming, but soon and very soon, there will be no breath in them. Why should I worry myself about them? So I lift up my eyes beyond Asarok, beyond the military, beyond all those that are creating trouble. And I said it where? In the heavens where our help does what? Comes from the one who made the heavens and the earth. And when you set your gaze on him, someone open to Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. Isaiah says, in the year that King Uzziah, what did I do? I saw the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, turn your gaze to Jehovah. When you see him, a peace that passeth understanding will come upon you. When you see him, a calm and understanding. Praise the Lord. He said he sits in the heavens and the earth is what? His footstool. There is nothing on earth that is enough to trouble him. It can tickle him, but it can't trouble him. Praise the Lord. Psalm 2 says, why do the world... He didn't rage. Why do the nations rage? What is wrong? What is going on? They asked. Why are the people imagining a vain thing against the Lord and against his anointed? Listen, brothers and sisters, we are in interesting times. It's not a time to be fearful. Thank God for get connected today. It's not a time that your faith should go down at all. And it's also not a time to be in the flesh. It's a time to be in the spirit. Uh, A scripture our brother read, you know, during our intercessory prayers. Romans 13 verse 11. It says, do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake, to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is what? Nearer than when we first believed. For someone who has not been praying for Nigeria, and the person is harassed, I may understand but for those of us that have been praying for this nation from the time I became a Christian one of the things that the Lord captured my Christian life with was passion and burden for this nation and as I look back now I wish that God I had been praying to God just let it remain as it was. But you see, when you submit something to the, the master builder, like we learned last Wednesday, before a beautiful and perfect renovation can be done, there is a tearing down. Praise the Lord. When we came to Abuja, it was, it was a serious time. It was under the Abacha regime. But then we thought things were terrible, but there was no armed robbery. Praise the Lord. Nepal was steady. Roads from here to the east then used to take me four and a half hours. To Lagos, six and a half hours. And we thought Nigeria was bad. And we're praying, Lord, heal our land, heal our land. (laughs) And things were getting worse. But remember that the Lord sent a message when they said and told him, Lazarus, whom you love is what? Is sick. What did he say? This sickness is not unto death. But Lazarus died. And Jesus did not come until Lazarus died. But when he came, what did he say? He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Take me where you buried him. Our faith must remain strong, people of God. All I'm trying to say is this. If you pray, whatever you see, know that the answer to your prayer is in it. Praise the Lord. Oh yes, when you pray and things are happening and you're still praying and you're still praying, and things are happening, know that the one who knows, he says, his ways are not our, neither are his thoughts our thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the, uh, so are his ways higher than our ways. So for those that are praying, we know that now is our salvation word. Nearer, nearer. The prophecies that had gone forth, now we are more expectant. The new nation is coming out, because the old is expiring. One of the things they had said to us many years ago is that the iniquity of the Amorites is not full. What else can hasten the filling up of this iniquity than the things that are happening? For those who are watching in you know, Abuja, you know, thugs, and not even thugs. If they are thugs, it might be even be more respectful. Miscreants, you know, people, you know, that you know haven't fed well. And you take them and give them money and give them sticks and cutlasses to go and destroy things. The people, who is their job to protect the people? We are in interesting times. But you see, the iniquity has to fill up. So when the cup of God's judgment is poured out, it will be justified. Everybody will say, yes, it has to be so. We are in interesting times and you and I must be what? Expectant. We cannot keep our heads down. Praise the Lord. It's not a time to worry. It's a time to keep sharpening your focus like i said keep seeing the lord as you keep seeing him your perspective will be better praise the lord we thank god because he is merciful and our prayers are with those that have you know that are injured we'll pray for the families of those that have lost their lives unfortunately we can't pray for those that have died those that have died have finished their race and our prayer is that they died in the lord praise the lord Yes, our praise that they died in the Lord. And our prayer also is that their death will not be in vain. Yes, their death will not be in vain. Those that have sacrificed, that have been on the streets, that have done a lot of things, their sacrifices will not be in vain. A new Nigeria will come forth. In Nigeria, where there is love, where there is unity, where there is peace, where there is prosperity, in the name of Jesus. In Nigeria, where there are no giants, just citizens. Hallelujah. Just citizens of a blessed country. There's more than enough in this country. There are countries that don't have land. We went to Israel. They beg you. They warn you. They threaten you. Don't waste water. They don't have enough. Water is so scarce. When it rains, it's like a party. What we have, if it's sun, we have more than enough. If it's rain, we have more than enough. If it's green land, we have more than enough. Everything else in this land, we have. If it's ordinary arable land, we have more than enough. We're a blessed land. This land, Nigeria, is a good land. But there are giants, and the time for those giants to crumble has come. It has come. In the name of Jesus. Joshua said, if the Lord delights in us, he will give it to us. He said, these giants we see are bread. Somebody is about to get fat on giants. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Things are going to change praise god so so we just look at a few scriptures and we'll pray and um the first thing i want to say is that in seasons like this like we've already declared joshua chapter 5 gave us a principle of god in warfare in joshua chapter 5 verse 13 to 15 we see what happened there it says and it came to pass when joshua was by jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood Opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him. Are you for us or for our adversaries? Verse 14. So he said no. King James would say nay. But as commander of the army of the Lord I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him. What does my Lord say to his servant? Verse 15. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua. Take your sandal of your food. For the place where you stand is holy and joshua did so first thing we have to understand is that in the lord's war he's never on anybody's side people have to get on his side praise the lord that is why where we are now i thank god for the prayers we pray it is not a time to get out of god's side It is a time to run further into god's side it's a battle between light and darkness It's a battle between good and evil praise the lord and if you want to be on the Lord's side, you have to be on the good side. It doesn't matter whether you are, because you know, if you listen to statements and words that are being spoken, people say the government, the people on the street, government is not a person. In that government, there are peasants. The peasants and the government have to make a choice whose side they will fight on. It's as simple as that. Government is made up of individuals. Every single action is taken by an individual. At the end of the day. And that individual has a choice to make. Whether to be on the side of evil, on the side of God. Or good. Which is God's side. So as long as you are on God's side, God will be on your side. That is it. You're on the side of the Lord, the Lord will be on your side and he will give you instructions. If you're on the side of the Lord, he will give instructions. That's why he said to him, the moment he said, verse 14... He said, as commander of the army of the heavens, I have come. The next thing that he said was, Joshua, I demand submission. And what we find there is what? He took off his shoes and knelt down and surrendered. That was how victory came. Praise the Lord. We receive, even at this time, the grace to be submissive to the Spirit. There is no condition, no scenario that permits the child of God to be in the flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is no provocation that permits us to be in the flesh. We cannot do evil, no matter the provocation. It is not in us. Hallelujah. It is not in us. But God, in his wisdom, has positioned different things and different institutions and different persons in different places to carry out different instructions. But the people of God are where they are. What am I trying to say? The children of God cannot engage in arson. You cannot get into hatred. Listen, you know, we've said it here clearly and you understand. At the end of the day, do you know the interest of our Lord and Savior Jesus in Nigeria? It's not six-lane expressways. His interest is that souls will come to the knowledge of the truth. If Nigeria had all of our roads, six lanes, the best hospitals, the best schools in the world and all of that it will never compare to heaven. Anybody who lives in such a city and dies and goes to hell will be in eternal regret. But if you live in Nigeria as it is, God forbid that it will remain as it is. But if you live as it is and you die and you make it to heaven, it's eternal rejoicing. Praise the Lord, somebody. So let's never lose sight of the game plan. The game plan is that we want as many, as many, as many, as many souls want to be saved. So, if we engage in hate and we engage in, you know, things that will be against the spirit of Christ, we will be fighting against our Lord and Master. Praise the Lord. And like we've also understood recently that the system that is operating, this, you know, Babylonian wicked evil system that is operating, is not unintentional. It's a system that is designed to make evil and wickedness to be the operating software. So this whole thing started with SARS. I confess to you, I never knew there was such wickedness in my country. Every time you heard me, I would talk about Boko Haram. I'll talk about Fulani headsmen. I'll talk about bandits. I'll talk about those that are driving people from their farmlands. I'll talk about churches that are being burned and kidnappings. I never knew that those people I see on the road as you know, fellow civilian or rather policemen were committing such atrocities. I never knew. But you see, the thing there is this. It's part of the system. If you've read up what is going on now, you see that you can't give somebody 49000 and give him an AK-47. And keep him on the road. And then he makes returns to you. I mean, you're saying something indirectly. You're saying you're licensed to do what? To extort. You're licensed to rob. And then if you hear the statement, many of them have said, they will kill and nothing will happen. It says to you that they are functioning as the system has what? Coded them to function. And you take it from there, you get to the, you know, other parts of the government, even other parts of, you know, the nation. You see that the whole thing is configured that way. So, the system is engineered so that evil will be the way out. So, this whole thing is about, will we allow this existing evil system continue? if I have a word to say to every and any Nigerian, I'll just ask a question. Are you okay with this system? Are you, you know, even those that are comfortable are surviving in this system, are you okay surviving with evil? Why should we have a language of corruption? Why is merit not acceptable to us? Let me ask you a question. For those who travel outside the country, who come from certain parts of the country, you know, when you go to Dubai are you going to dubai on vacation or to buy houses and lands there is your uncle is your tribesman is your fellow religion man the governor do you care you go there because things are what working is a system until we as nigerians get to the point where we don't care who is there let him work, let him be qualified let him merit it then we are beginning to you know take our eyes off the system but now if a thief is caught we want to get angry depending on which zone the thief is coming from. It's part of the system. Praise the Lord. So this is what is going on now. It's this system that is being confronted with all the things that are happening. And interestingly, you know, the trigger came from NSAs, which most of us were not aware of because God has shielded us from it. But we are aware of other things. But it flows through. So there is this a, a wicked, you know, configuration that a wicked you know plot that has been put together from the rigging of elections we talked about rigging elections the other time from uh, exposing school from cheating in school you know all of that they come together to just put this country in the place where it is but god wants to set us free somebody say amen. amen jehovah wants to set us free and for that liberation to come what is going to happen is that people from all parts of this system, the ones that happened on the streets or that are happening on the street, is only one side. If those people remain on the streets for the next 50 days and the other parts of the people in the system don't say enough is enough, it's not going to work. And that's what I want to show you. Come with me to Judges chapter 5. In Judges chapter 5, we have an account of a war that took place in the Bible. And this war was when the children of Israel had to rebel against Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army. And I'm taking chapter 5 because that is when after the war had been fought and won. But the background is that the children of Israel were held in bondage and they cried to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Deborah, who was a prophetess then. She was a wife, verse 4. Judges 4, verse 4 says, Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus was judging Israel at that time. And when they cried to the Lord, he sent a word to a man named Barak. Barak was the son of Abinam of Kedesh in Naphtali. And she said to him in verse 6, I'm reading uh, chapter 4 now, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army. With his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon. And I'll deliver deliver him into your hand. I want you to notice something here. Because the word of God is truth. It doesn't cover anything. Let's read verse 6 again. Verse 6 from part B says, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. Now read verse 7 for me please, everybody. And against you, I'll deploy Caesarea, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon. Now, hold on. Which of these armies do you see stronger? The army in verse 6 or the army in verse 7? The army in verse 6, when you read the song of the, of, of the analysis of the fight, said they didn't even have weapons. But the army that God was going to allow to stand against them was an army that had chariots. Chariots were war tanks in those days. This army, or the army of Barak, had 10,000 men. The army that was going to be deployed against them was what? A multitude. And God didn't deceive him. Let nobody be deceived. These are giants we are confronting. Praise the Lord. These are giants that have held this nation, fed fat on this nation. Institutions, even foreign governments, that are interested in things continuing the way they are. But thank God we've been praying that God should deliver us from enemies that are what? Too strong for us. So, this was the setting. They said, Barak, you're going to go against these people with 10,000 men, but they're going to come against you with chariots and multitudes of soldiers. These are people that have conquered nations. You have not fought any war. So, that was the background to this war. So, let's come to chapter 5 and we'll see, you know, some breakdown from there. we we'll learn a few things and we'll pray. Then, Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinam, sang on that day, saying, when leaders lead in Israel when the people willingly offer themselves bless the Lord are we there in Nigeria now? praise God are we in Nigeria when what? leaders are leading and people are what? willingly willingly offering themselves you, if you're in Nigerian, you can't help but be encouraged by the spirit that we have seen operating in the past few days you know the eagerness to do good we've never seen it before it's not even happened in any part of the world all the demonstrations all the things that have happened in all over the world we've never seen any such thing you know women selling things as encouraged supported you know a lady you know that had amputated leg was supported i mean all manner of things cleaning the streets it has never happened when leaders lead when the people willingly offer themselves to the lord they say bless the lord so he goes here. he says, um, I, I'll, I'll read and jump quickly. Say, hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I will sing to the Lord. I'll sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Verse 6 says, in the days of Shanga, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted and the travelers walked along by the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. And interestingly, we are aware that most of those leading this thing now are women. I didn't think about that. Do you know that most of the people in the forefront are ladies? So maybe there's a Deborah anointing upon them. Okay? So he says, verse 8, says, they chose new gods and there was war in the gates. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. Verse 9, says, My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offer themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. Okay, I jump, verse 12. Verse 12 says, Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinam. Then the survivors came down, the people against the nobles. The Lord came down for me against the mighty. From Ephraim, he's now talking about those who joined the war. From Ephraim were those whose roots were in Amalek. After you, Benjamin, with your peoples. From Maker, rulers came down. And from Zebulun, those who bear... The recruiter staff. This is talking about people who who had high positions. All manner of segments of people came in. This has started with the youths, but all manner of people would join. So he says, this is what happened. Verse 15 says, and the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. These princes of Issachar, those that were told in the Bible, are the ones who have what? Understanding of the times and who know what Israel ought to do. There are a lot of people who know who God is giving insight. Praise the Lord. It says, as Issachar, so was Barak, sent into the valley under his command among the divisions of Reuben. Now begin to see what is happening here. So I listed out those who joined on the battle. And he's saying something about some persons here. He said, among the divisions of Reuben, there were great resolves of heart. Can I see the... Um, the Living Bible, verse, translation of verse, please. If you can show me that, 8 and 9 in the Living Bible, put it together. It says, down into the valley went the princes of Isaac with Deborah. At God's command, they rushed into the valley. But the tribe of Reuben didn't go. 16. They didn't go. Why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds, playing your shepherd pipe? Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Let's see the two verses also in message or amplified. Any of them? Okay. Issachar's princes princes rallied to Deborah. Issachar stood fast with Barak, backing him up on the field of battle. But in Reuben's divisions, there was much second guessing. 16. Why all those campfire discussions, diverted and distracted, Reuben's divisions couldn't make up their minds. Part of what we are going to cry to the Lord in this time is that men will make up their minds. That what is at stake will be clear to everyone. If I have a theme for what I'm sharing, is good versus evil. Because like we said, I think it was last Sunday, we said that until men hate evil, until men hate evil, it says evil is so strong, yes, that you must hate it to defeat it. Nigerians must hate the wicked system. Everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're, even if you've been benefiting from the system. With what we have seen now, people must rise up. I thank God for the young military man. Did you see it? that? Put a video and was encouraging his people. Please don't shoot protesters. You know. Now, even though they'd come out and said it was fake or something, I, I really don't know. But that is where we must get to. People must hate evil in Nigeria wherever it is found wherever it is found for this change to be successful and then we must desire that good so much passionately that nothing can it must be so precious to us invaluable nothing to be exchanged for it so that is what is happening here so the bible said the rubens division they couldn't make up their mind do they want to continue with the old system or do they want to change you can see that happening in the house you know, see some of them are speaking this way and that way. The truth is this, it's not easy. The Bible makes us understand that no one, having tasted old wine, desires the new. So that's why we're going to pray. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray another translation. Let me have, um, we have seen the Living Bible. Let's see, amplify it, please. Let's see, amplify it. You can just, yes. It says there were great searchings of heart. Okay, I need another translation. There's a translation. The NLTs, thank you. Give me NLT. NLT talks about their indecision. It says, But in the tribe of Reuben, there was great indecision. And 16 talks about their conscience. That is actually where I'm going to. Okay, 16 says what? Yes, in the tribe of Reuben, there was great indecision. That's 16. There is one that talks about their conscience. Now, in essence, what we are seeing here is this when God marshalled this battle to be fought, Different people had different responses. But these Reubenites, this you know, tribe of the Reubenites were undecided. And because of that, after the war was fought, there was no place of honor found for them. We're going to see as we continue how victory came in this war. Just like God said to Gideon. The people that are with you are what? Too many. The truth is that God doesn't need too many people because what? The victory belongs to him. However, for your own good and for our own sake, it is important that we are part of it. Let's read on. We're going to come to it says verse 17 says, Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. And why did Dan remain on ships? Asher continued at the seashore. You see, these ones are vacating, are doing vacation, and stayed by his inlets. Now, look at 18. 18 says, Zebulun is a people who jeopardize their lives to the point of death. Naphtali also on the heights of the battlefield. But look at verse 19. Verse 19 says, the kings came and forth. The kings of Canaan fought in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no spoils of silver. In other words, they could not have any victory. 20, why? It says, because they fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses... Fought against Caesarea. It was a battle that God was fighting from above. Let's rise on our feet. We're going to ask the Lord. We can't win. We surrender our hearts. Lord, we surrender our hearts. Some people ask him, what do we do? I say we are just listening to the Spirit. Because victory, what? Belongs to the Lord. It said they had no victory. Some translation will say in that verse 19, it says, but they had no victory. Why? They fought from the heavens, the stars from their courses. When you read the details of that fight, the Bible said, God caused such a torrent of rain to fall that their chariots could not move. You see, there were no tadros then. So, and battles were only fought in the dry season. So there was a plain where they rode their chariots. It became like an express road in the dry season. But when that war came, unknowing to them, unknowingly, God had opened the heavens and sent a flood so that their chariots were caught in the mud. The men actually had to get out of their chariots and flee on foot. Why? Because God opened the heavens to fight. Our prayer is Lord, the things that are advantages to the people of this wicked system. Let it become a trap for them. Let it become a trap for them. The things that they did, the, the Bible says these are men with chariots. It was supposed to be to their advantage, but God from heaven turned it around. It became a disadvantage. Masole kalakale Ye geribanda. From heaven, O oh Lord, from heaven, O oh Lord, from heaven, O oh Lord, fight for, fight for us. 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 Defeat evil for us. Defeat evil for us. Liberate Nigeria from oppression. Liberate us from the hands of oppressors. Set the captives free. Set the captives free in this nation. Set the captives free. Fight the corrupt for us. Fight the wicked for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Let me help you understand what I'm saying. You see, if you've watched some movies, an aircraft pilot, a warplane pilot, normally wears a gear that protects him. Okay. Okay. Now, as long as he is in the cabin of that plane, that gear is an advantage. But God forbid he catches fire. He will wish he were wearing singlet. Because before he can get that gear off of him, the fire would have done damages. What it means is that what was meant to protect becomes a disadvantage. We're going to lift up our voices. Lord, just like the chariots of Sisera and his armies, became a disadvantage the same way happened with the egyptians their chariots were becoming a burden to them and they moved what hardly that's what the bible says Where everything that they thought was for them by reason of an action from above let it work against them let it work against them they may have guns let it work against them they may have money let it work against them they may have the seat of let it work against them Lord we are saying set us free you are the man of battle you are the glorious deliverer the one who is clothed with fire come and manifest yourself save Save. no one is mighty but you no one is great but you no one is mighty you are God you are God besides you there is none besides you there is none you are Jehovah the most high we worship you we exalt you we lift your name high over this nation we proclaim that you reign besides you there is none only you are God we worship you we worship you we worship you be lifted high be lifted high fight for us fight for us The songwriter sang in Jubilee Song. He said, yes, the Lord, he fights for us. He fights for us. Jehovah, fight for us. You fought for Barak. You fought for Deborah. You fought for them. The stars in their courses. they fought. The torrents fought. The wind fought. Everything fought. Lord, fight for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me show you another scripture. Many of us may know that this is one of my favorite scriptures because many years ago, God gave me this scripture concerning Nigeria and that's what one of the scriptures will pray. Isaiah 31, verse 8 and 9. If you didn't know it, know it today. Hallelujah. In fact, Isaiah 31, if we had time from verse 1. But, but this is okay for now, just so we can pray. You can put 8 and 9 together, so we'll it says, Then, I'd like us to read together, everyone. We're declaring things. Then Assyria shall fall by a sword not of... And a sword not of mankind shall devour him. But he shall flee from the sword. And his young men shall become false labor. He shall cross over to his stronghold for fear. And his princes shall be afraid of the banner. Says the Lord, whose fire is in Zion. And whose furnace is in Jerusalem? Let's declare that the enemies of this nation, swords will pursue them, but we will not be violent. Swords will pursue them, but we will not break the Lord. Swords will pursue them. Swords from above. Swords not of man. Angelic swords. Spirit swords. Ma geribanda. Ma kokoko ye kalakale. Yes, Lord. Ma zagale He says a sword shall pursue. But not a man holding it. It it will be like movie magic. They'll be running. Like living in bondage. They'll be running. Things will be pursuing them. Because the Lord our God. The one great in battle. The one mighty in battle. Will fight for us. Men in their rooms. Will repent or be destroyed. They will begin to confess. They will begin to turn around. They will begin to recant. Why? Because a sword will pursue them. Not of mankind. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, let me tell you something. If you read your Bible, you'll find something interesting. That God has an, 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 an interesting way, or an amazing way of humbling wicked men, dictators. He doesn't honor them by being assassinated or by dying normally. Pharaoh became fish food. Herod was eaten by ones from inside. That's what he does to them. He makes their death in such a way that it will not make good history. You know what it means to say, and then they came and did. No, no, that will glorify someone. But it will be deaths that will, the manner of the deaths and the manner of the change will be so clear that this person, ah, even from above, was counted as nothing it says there shall be a falling by a sword, but not of man not of man not of man and there will be a fleeing but not, no man will be pursued." hallelujah father we thank you the other prayer we're going to pray is very important and that prayer concerns me concerns you it's concerning the rubenites in nigeria These Reubenites are those, I wish you helped me find that one that said their consciences. I'm talking about Judges 5, 15 and 16. We're going to pray for an awakening of consciences in Nigeria. It doesn't matter where you are now. We're praying let men's consciences become quickened. Let people ask themselves, is this good? Are you getting what I'm saying? And when they ask that question, let them stand on the right side of good. Because God is a merciful God. It's the living Bible. Thank you. He said, why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds? playing your shepherd pipes. Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. It was their country. Something was telling them, this is not right. But they continued with it. I told us here, I think it was last Sunday or two Sundays ago. This is a country where every past leader, every pastor, Occupant of a high position when they come out, they always speak right. I was listening to one of the former IGs and he was speaking so well. When you listen to them, they speak so well. It meant that when they were there, there was a struggle. Tonight, we want to pray for help. Any man, any boy, whether high or low, in a position in Nigeria, let their consciences be awakened. Let their consciences be awakened. Let them do right. We pray for an anointing. Where they have done evil, we pray for mercy. Let the anointing of God come upon them. Let them be vessels of good. Let them be instruments of right. Let them surrender to the army of the Lord let them become vessels in the Lord's hands whether they're politicians whether they're in the police, whether they're in the government, whether they're in the judiciary whether they're in the civil service everywhere men are we are praying for an awakened conscience in Nigeria it doesn't matter what the past has been let there be repentances let there be recantings let there be change of position let men come out and say no, never again In the name of Jesus Christ Will you tell me that the people in Kanu State Don't know that the traders are not their problem Is there anybody in Canu An Imam uh, uh, what, What was it called They are sultan, whatever they are called They are sheikhs Who don't know that the Igbos are not their problem why are you burning churches? Why are you burning uh, people's shops? Are they their problem? We are praying. Let the consciences of those who are there be awakened. Let it be awakened. We are praying. Lord, awaken consciences. We are praying for the Reubenites. We are praying for the Reubenites. Let them stand up and say, this is not right let there be a stand for good from the east to the west from the north to the south let there be men and women who say we will not accept this anymore our fathers tolerated it our grandfathers tolerated it they pushed this narrative you are not my enemy the system is my enemy the Christians are not the enemy of anybody in this nation everybody knows that everybody knows that everybody knows that Everybody knows that. Let men's consciences align them with this truth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Not because I'm a Christian. But I bet you, Christianity has done nobody any evil in this land. The only thing it does is good. All over this nation. All over this nation. It has done nobody any evil. So why should they continue to be a target? We're saying let the consciences of the imams let it be wakened. Let the consciences of the security operatives let it be wakened. In the name of Jesus. And we're still going to pray even for those of us who are Christians who are in different positions. We're praying for strength for them. For strength for them let me tell you what happened in this account we read Deborah said to Barak God has chosen you you are going to be used to defeat Caesarea and Barak said I will not go unless you go with me and Deborah said I'm going to go with you if you want it but if I go with you let it be known to you that there will be no glory for you in this victory what am I trying to say everyone should know that God will gain victory But why I'm praying for many Christians who are in different positions, including you and I, whatever little we can do. is so that we can be part of the testimony. Praise the Lord. So that we can be what? Part of the testimony. Why? Because in this account, it was Jael, a housewife. A housewife. Barak was supposed to have defeated and destroyed this man, Sisera, just so that his story will be like the way David cut off Goliath's head. But because he was fearful, it was a woman that handed him the victory, and that story is recorded. We're going to pray for every Christian in this nation, especially those that are born again. We are going to pray for the spirit of faith to come upon them we're going to pray for sensitivity of Mordecai to come upon them we're going to pray for the boldness of Esther to come upon them let's begin to pray that prayer the spirit of faith the sensitivity of Mordecai Mordecai was in the king's palace decrees were being written decrees were being written even the one against his people was written and he said wait a minute this is against my people I will not allow you to stand let us pray that God will awaken the sensitivities of these men, the sensitivities of these women, the sensitivities of Christians in diverse positions in this nation, they will no longer be docile. They will not be blind. They will not be ignorant. They will not be hoodwinked. They will be vessels in the hand of the Lord. Vessels of deliverance. Vessels of blessings. Vessels of light. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. You are the Lord. That is your name. You will never share your glory with any man. You will never share your glory with anybody. Almighty God, that is your name. Father, we are lifting up our nation before you. You are the God over the nations. You said as you leave, the knowledge of your glory shall cover the earth as the water has covered the sea. Lord, there is one nation in the world that has known reproach. That is Nigeria. Tonight we are saying gain glory. Gain glory. Let your fame spread to this current generation by the things you will do in this nation. Lord, we thank you for you are the God who hears and answers prayers. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Quarimpa Park expressway near next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290- 9000 or 0703 You can find us online at www you got thefather'schurchonline.org. god bless you